Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. We've got an episode right here on the AFL preliminary final week wrap-up. My name is Heath, and the first question we ask each week is, what was your highlight of the weekend? Josh, you got a highlight? Well, Bontempelli's efforts for, for mine, but uh, it also shows that the guys that run the, the Rising Star <laughs> must be a hard job, because they don't seem to have got it... Uh, Perfect, very often. Runner-up to the Rising Star seems to be a bit of a gift yep. these days. Because uh, obviously, uh, Cripps was runner-up to Jesse Hogan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a, a brilliant season. I think he got best and fairest, and he backed it up this year. He was unlucky not to make All-Australia. Yeah. You'd say Jesse Hogan, you know, still... Uh... Wasn't as good as Cripps this year, no. though. No. Um, you go Bont, who was runner-up to Lewis, Lewis Taylor, Taylor, who's... Oh, yeah. Let's face it, son, fuck all. Struggled at, uh, at Brisbane, but... Brisbane struggled along with him. Um, he wasn't their worst player. Reese Palmer fans. beat out Cyril Rioli. You know, it goes back. Yeah, and which which one would you really rather have? I, I think it's a, a fair line for Cyril there. It's not it's not bad. I'm surprised that the same people doing Richmond's recruiting have done the, <laughs> the selection on the selection committee. Oh, I, I dare say Kevin Bartlett's on there. It, it could be very, very He manages close. to find his way on most committees, let's be honest. He does. Managed to keep out of the um, making football greater or the fuck that motto was for Richmond. Uh, we'll get to that. Always the the Richmond Jeez, segment. I think we'll get there. Oh, was that your hi- <laughs> Brenton, your highlight of the week, was Brad, it? It was, it was a big week, to be honest. And there are a few highlights. I mean, Brad Pitt can go back to smoking weed and making decent movies. Um, <laughs> Dusty Martin said he's definitely not going to Adelaide. I thought it was pretty funny. You know, when whenever you get anyone to Adelaide, they usually give them a share of the Alma Hotel or something just to <laughs> Some pub. put a bit of a sweetener. They offered to reopen Rise Nightclub on Light Square for Dusty, give him all of it. It still wasn't enough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but apart from that was the Richmond... Uh, focus on football. Focus on football. <laughs> who've come out and said, all right, we're standing back, but we did something. <laughs> Failed to say what they did, but they did something, apparently. It's a bit like, you know, the bloke in the crowd supporting his side. When the full forward's got a mark 40 out... And the bloke in the crowd says, kick a goal. Yeah. And then the yep. full forward does it like, yep, I exactly. told him to do that. See, I know what I'm talking about. Well done, focus on football. Or the one who's in the opposition forward line going, miss, 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 miss. And they miss. And he's like, yeah. Can we just, I you helped. know, just stand back and reflect for a moment? Because this is the first time where, in generations, that the Richmond board has looked competent by comparison. Yeah, yeah. And and usually we never measure ourselves against ourselves because we always lose. Well, well you <laughs> but, did this time. But this time we won. So we've yeah. actually done something right. But still, it's not a good look when you can just get any old ragtag of um, little, uh, what do we call them, revolutionaries to try and overthrow the board and fail miserably. But it's such a Richmond thing to do. Like, we haven't got any controversy. Things seem to go on okay. Fuck that. Let's change <laughs> shit up. It's like suing your electrician because the house wasn't painted right. Yeah. Yep. I like that analogy. That works well. 
Um, so we'll go into the games quickly. Uh, we're doing this uh, podcast a day early because the Brownlow medal's on Monday night, and I'd rather watch it than um, record yep. um, after last year's live one. It was all right, but it's just on delay. It's just too yeah. hard to do. So we'll go straight into Friday night, the Swans versus the Cats. Um, first thing, the TV said the crowd was 71,000. I, I reckon that's over by 20. Yeah, it looked like that, only 50 there. There was a lot of spare in, seats. They included staff in that number, I'm sure. Uh, it did seem that way, yeah. There was definitely a, a lot of spare seats at the Geelong end. Yeah, I don't know was. what's going on there. Could have been V-line breakdown or something. I don't know. Or Too much traffic on Westgate. Yeah. But yeah, they, they didn't seem to get out in full force for it. And I mean, can't blame them with the results. I was going to so. say, the, the players uh, showed up the same way. Yeah, exactly. well, yeah, a couple of them showed up. And, uh, well, honestly, I don't know if you can blame Geelong so much as Sydney were just that good. They were. They were brilliant. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking as well because the obvious criticism was Geelong kicking it long and we, everyone knew that's the game plan you cannot utilise, especially yeah. when the, we were talking about last week where we were uncertain if they're going to put a Lear in, in the back lines because you wouldn't imagine that Geelong is going to bomb it forward. Or, or just leave him as the loose man. You've exactly. got to put, put somebody on him. Yeah, but I think it's just a result of Sydney's pressure. So I really think it was a cause and effect type of thing. It definitely would have been their game plan. And it was just a matter of that was the only option they had at that time and repeatedly had uh, no plan B to get out of it. So, well, in the last two weeks in in finals against good sides, you know Geelong and Adelaide, obviously, yeah. Sydney have kicked fourteen goals to one in the first quarter. Really combined? Oh yeah, it's just it stupid. Uh, yeah. When you get out to a start like that, like yeah. the game was over. Yeah, it was junk time from th- uh, the first quarter onwards. Yeah, and unlike the previous week where um, was it Geelong Hawthorne that played? Yeah, the week before before yeah. that, where you were expecting Hawthorne to come back. This one, you knew Geelong had done. Yeah, they got nothing, and because even. Dangerfield was getting lots of possessions, but still couldn't do much with them because there was no one else to really have them out. But. Yeah. Well, you look at the possession count. To handballs, Cats actually had 30 more than uh, Sydney. Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising with the pressure, though, because uh, they're trying to do, work something with it. Nothing up the field. I mean, Sydney had 40 more kicks, but um, you know, even so, just too much handball around. And then the effectiveness was 68 to 73. But uh, you know, even so, just too much... Faffing with the ball, but that that was cutting off of options by Sydney too. It wasn't just that. I mean, it was loopy handballs to a bloke under pressure. Yeah. How how many times they did the big loop handball? Yeah, and you see the guy standing still waiting for it, and just eight guys coming in. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. they had the fumbles as well, which yeah. was frustrating when I don't even go for the team. I'm used to that with with Tigers, but things like getting front and center to a pack, and the ball gets um, knocked straight down into your lap, and mm. fumbles and spills out, and it's over and over handballs to feet. Where on the, on the converse to that, Sydney. Even if it did manage to get a handball to the feet, was one pick up, straight yeah. up, runners coming past. Well, Geelong actually won the inside 50, 72 to 40. Yeah, yeah. they had heaps of inside yeah, 50s. Absolute hiding. The, the ball was, like, it wasn't deep inside 50 often. Yeah. It was just in, out, in, out, in, out. Yeah. Um, and then Sydney got a great run through and away they go. Um, I'm going to have a stewards inquiry though, because how many Sydney players we see go off with career, uh, like season-ending injuries yeah. in the last two weeks to come back on two minutes later? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm saying somebody's got Mr. Miyagi in the change rooms with the, the frying pan and the oils out. Or... Or they're doing cheat codes. They've got cheat codes or they've got replicants. <laughs> they've given up on cola. They've gone straight to cloning. Well, they've just finally got hold of some of the Stockers magic spray. Fixes everything. That was shit. I tell you what, they're doing some magic spray. It's amazing. Like, Gary Rowan was finished for yeah. 2017. Yep. He was done for 2017 last yeah. week. And he comes out the fastest man on the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost, if you had that many leg injuries, you always put him down. <laughs> so I saw Aaliyah Aaliyah go down, grabbing the outside of his leg. And I thought, well, geez, that's a MCL or a, a PCL or something. No, no, he's, he, he's coming back. He's, he's going to be good, apparently. It's good to be young again, when your say, body just rejuvenates itself and bounces back. 
MCL, they're the superannuation company, aren't they? <laughs> MLC, A- but yeah. Oh, that's close. ALC. Uh, ACL. Anyway, fucking now. Um, yeah, when, even when Alia went off, though, he's all smiles. Yeah. yeah. Might, well, I mean, they were up by 10 goals nearly at that stage. Exactly. Well, not he, 10 goals. He's had but... a crack a few weeks, too, but I, yeah, know, seems, I mean, you, you've got to be enjoying footy when you're playing that good, surely. But he's playing so well, he got a mention at the UN. He did too. That's right. Yeah. What was that all about? I didn't actually read the article. I, went, oh, yeah, cool. I think Mal Turnbull just pumping up um, the upside of immigrants. You know, they they can they play can... footy. Right. You say because American baseball in the Dominican Republic's been <laughs> beating that drum for the last fifty years. But um, could have been outraged at our sports tick, uh, getting rid of it as professional sport. <laughs> yeah, he should have given it a mention. Um, and thank you for everyone that's now listening. Thanks to. Uh, the R Sports saga, but anyway. Sorry for the disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I want to give a special mention, though, to Benny McGlynn. Wasn't he a little fox terrier oh, yeah. running around? Everything he Where touched turned to gold. From? Bloody hell. Well, he's always had the promise there, and I mean, it's tough to really shine in a squad like that, too. So I, I don't know if there's anybody in the AFL uh, that sat in the stands to watch their teammates win more flags than Benny McGlynn. Yeah. Yep. He, he was there in uh, 08. Uh, at the Hawks and yeah, it was too. That's right. Missed out in 2012 at the Swans. Um, missed out in 20. I don't. Yeah, he played in 2014, but uh, obviously didn't get uh, the chocolates. But and they were all due to injuries, weren't they? Yeah, a couple of jobs. Yeah. yeah, not not form. Yeah. Um, when I'm yeah. watching the the game, I like to have a, a little bit of cash on the first goal kicker, just because it makes it interesting in the first couple of minutes. When the first lot, minutes, you hate money. Harry Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> if you, I did not even see McGlynn as an option, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it was 101 to one. Yep. Jesus. And I, I thought they'd be throwing money away. I had a uh, quick five on Buddy Franklin, but that uh, didn't happen. He still kicks some nice goals, though, Buddy. He looked right at home mm. at the MCG, doesn't he? I tell like you, he's missed a beat. I don't know what's happened. Because he looked uh, all at sea in yep. the game against GWS. Like, yeah. He was worried about other things. In this one, he was all business. And yeah. he would drop in the eyes and pinpointing 20-meter, 25-meter passes. Yeah. His up-the-ground efforts were brilliant, too. Oh, he's br- yeah. He's, um, he unfairly gets bashed for um, being lazy. Yeah. Um, he's never lazy. Yeah, but he, he doesn't need to be an on-baller. That's the thing. Like, no. He plays his role very well. And, and the only time he seems to get exposed is when they have supply issues into their forward 50 or he's been um, sort of worn like a glove from someone. But he always pushes up the field where generally that's where GDS did well. They put bullets of pressure over the forward line and cut off the supply. So he had to yeah. go up forward to get his possessions. That's it. you got to cut off his supply because he yeah. is too good. Yeah, exactly. And uh, then when you see him kicking in, you're like, buddy, I can't remember who it was. He, he was... Buddy, someone's kicking into, into Buddy, who was about forward, I don't know, forward pocket or something like that. You end up taking the mark, and you just know straight away, like, there's no way you're going to be able to spoil this mark. Like, Buddy's yeah. got a 50 out forward pocket. He's in position. He's too strong. Yeah, yeah. And he swings around the left and kicks it straight through the middle. Um, so yeah, it's always hard to, to get him one on one and even two on one. And we've always mentioned the way he can break tackles and bust through pretty much anyone <laughs> except for Mumford. Remember last week he steamrolled Cameron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had, yeah. did a couple uh, this week too, and it's almost. You, you have to sacrifice one person to tackle him, and the rest of them may as well go for their handball off because yeah. you're not going to get him to the ground. It's very hard to get him holding the ball. It's like watching a cavalry charge in Game of Thrones or something. You just see a mounted knight just trampling over some yeah, poor exactly. peasant with a stick. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> so, made the cats look ordinary. Um, like you said, Dangerfield was all right. He got plenty of the ball. But for me, I don't know if I've seen a better game in a losing side than Joel Selwood's. Yep. Mm. The, there's, obviously, he's a great player. Yeah. But there's a few players that they go to that extra level of desperation. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. you are not beating me. Yeah. He was there uh, um, on Friday night. Yeah, I've seen Cyril Rioli does it as well. Sometimes he just, I am getting this ball. Nobody's going to stop yeah. me. And Selwood was the same. He's a um, He's got comfortable arrogance. 
Does that yeah, make sense? I think it's like resolve. There's like some people who just today is not going to be the day that they're going to lay over, roll over, yep. and take it. They're going to be always in there digging either a deeper hole or trying to get out of it. A, a quiet belligerence. Yeah, something like that. Because you know he's got three flags. Yep. You know it'd annoy him that there are Hawthorne players that have four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, fuck them. I've got to get mine. <laughs> you know. It, it, which is nothing wrong with that at all. He love it, and you see it in his interviews sometimes when uh, he had a crack at Ben Dixon during the year for, <laughs> for something. And like you know that it just has that uh, like people always said it about Michael Jordan, just yeah. the ultimate competitor. Whatever he's doing, he wants to win. Yeah, except um, Joel Selwood seems like a good, decent guy. <laughs> he, he wouldn't he loves, cheat at rock paper scissors like Jordan did. He would. He'd absolutely he, cheat. He probably would, but he might actually feel bad about it afterwards. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't know. He'd, he'd cheat, but he'd get cut. Yeah, yeah. Uh, MJ would probably tell you, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you should have yeah. known better. Uh, yeah, Joel Sewood would get the blood rule in rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> but for me, he was best on ground despite the t- uh, his team getting a hiding. Yeah, because it was a pretty comprehensive team effort from Sydney. There weren't, yeah. weren't many weak I mean, links I could think of one, to be honest. Yeah, who, who played bad. Yeah, right. that's it. And the ones that you like, they were sort of um, inconsistent players, just stepped up, like I said, Gary Rowan before, just yeah. fucking hell, where did he Even from? Zach Jones, who came in uh, yeah. after playing the Neeful, I think he played in the Neeful, yep. um, he had a blinder. Uh, for, for me, the scary kid is Heaney. Yeah, yeah, Isaac yeah. Heaney, he, he's barely old enough to fucking drive. Yeah, but he just looked spectacular. Um, even better, I thought was Papley. Yeah, 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 four was, last yeah, week, and I think he kicked two or three this week yep. as well. He is just that absolute Stevie Milne goal yeah. sneak. That's yeah. all he does is kick goals. And yeah, potentially be got better. Three. And when you got him and Heaney doing what they do up yeah. forward, yeah, what well, do you do? Heaney's high marking. It's it's yeah. just it's an extra trick. Yeah, and, and that's why I like Parker as well because he can take a high mark. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it, it says a lot. Um, also the way Heaney can work his way through a pack as a skinny little dude, you know, yeah. usually gets thrown around, but he just managed to find his way through there. Almost like James Hurdish. And his tackles. Like, I did not see him get, uh, a tackle broken once, which for a guy his size, like he'd comfortably be what, mid seventies, early eighties, uh, kilogram. I got no clue. Who's that? Heaney. 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 Probably low seventies, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how much, um, sort of density you get out of a small little frame yeah. but there's not much fat there it's all muscle he does yeah. look a little wiry the yeah. wiry type like uh, Tuck and Fletcher yeah. 80, 80 kilos there we go uh, that might be a Collingwood 80 kilo player as well <laughs> yeah, it's probably um, the off season 80 kilo yeah. <laughs> they're not doing that shit during the, during the year are they but you know a bloke uh, who's only in his first couple of seasons gets 20, season, yeah. Yeah, 20 kicks 7 tackles 6 marks you'd have that every day yeah. of the week yeah. he's starting to cover more of the ground as well yeah. So. Yeah. and, and what, just looks unintimidated by anyone it's him and Papley both second years, aren't they? First year, no, second first year, year for Papley. First year for Papley. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, for a team that's dominating through finals, and we've got those sort of players coming through, um, just about going to have to raid their treasure chest, yeah. try so, and even it back up. So it's it's all over for Geelong for the year. Where does that leave them, really? Because this is their. We're not going to drop. You know, we're, yeah. we're having another go. Really, because they got Dangerfield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Boomer Harvest the answer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was saying the other day who Boomer should go to is Port. Um, yeah, I can... Give them yeah. some real leadership that they I wouldn't wish need. that on anyone, I though. scarily <laughs> agree with that one. I, I think he would be living for them. Imagine having to live in Port Adelaide. Fuck that. Uh, no one has to live in Port Adelaide. You could do a fly-in, fly-out. <laughs> yeah. Even, helicopter um, in from... even Leighton Hewitt sold his Port Adelaide house. Yeah, that's true. But then again, he probably could have bought a couple acres at... Lake, acres at uh, what's it called? Mawson Lakes, whatever the fuck it is. No. Uh, West Lakes, West Lakes, yeah. That's Adelaide's nice mention. West Lakes, yeah. yeah. Like that. No, fucking. No, you can buy some new units at the old Port Footy Simifor. Park. Oh, Port Simifor. Which one? Oh, Footy Park. The yeah. old Footy Park, because yeah. that's all units now. Yeah. Like Waverley. 
turn into. But anyway, so the Swans just uh, marching on through. I think that the record for teams that lose the first week of finals and then make the grand final is almost perfect. Really? Um, to to like go on to the flag. It was interesting what the talk was um, over the weekend about the forced buy in round 24, and it means the top four teams play one game in three weeks. Yeah, so something like about form. Um, it's interesting to hear what the players think about that because you can feel when you're just off, like your touch isn't there. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to listen to media right now, so I'd like to hear what the players' thoughts are yeah. about it. Um, I, I know that just about before the final, just about everybody said, um, we don't like this round 24 buy. Um, but I think that the two teams that earned the week off now both lost. Yep. I think that's just the, the the straw that broke the camel's back. On yeah. it. And hopefully it's gone next year. Yep. But who knows? You know, it means they've got to find a second buyer somewhere else. It was fucking tough that week to get through. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? <laughs> you get over finals. Nah, not giving you shit. Oh, the women's footy was on. Yeah, the Legends game was oh, on. Yeah. But, that's I mean, true. really, it wasn't the same. No. No, I watched like a little bit of both of them, but wasn't really excited for either. And I think NRL outrated them both that weekend, so yeah, that's what they'll be looking at. Um, but anyway, we'll move on to the next game, which was GWS and the Bulldogs, and this was actually a pre- preliminary final. It one of felt the best like finals it, I can think of in recent memory. Felt like it from the get-go. There's always one good prelim every year. Yep. Um, and it wasn't the Friday night no. one this, uh, at all. Well, when we were doing our tips, I was thinking, all right, no, nah, this one's definitely going to be a blowout. And for um, Jitter West, couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> Actually, I think we were pretty spot on for last week. We I predicted definitely a, wasn't. predicted a, a tight, fl- free-flowing running game. Uh, that's right, I predicted that, so I was right. Yeah. Um, no, you did pick the Bulldogs. With the Bulldogs win. And uh, I'll tell you what, though, Dixon. How yeah. did he go? That uh, that two-on-one goal where he just oh, brilliant. willed himself into it. He had no right kicking that. No. F- fell over, dropped the mark, and beat both guys on the ground and put it through. When, when you're doing stuff like that again, you go, it's your night. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially the week before where um, he had a shocker. He missed, goal. missed three or four in a row. Easy shots yeah. too. Yeah. He missed one after the siren as well, so he let himself down there. Exactly. <laughs> Heath Shaw bobbed up with uh, a goal though. Hey, wasn't he excited all he night? He was rampant at someone. That was Collingwood Heath Shaw. Yeah, remember mm. when he used to go off at his yep. players all the time? Him and Maxwell, just, <laughs> it was yep. fucking awesome to watch. He was going off at everyone, like not just his players. He was having a crack at any bugger going near him. Oh, he was definitely going off at his players more than uh, he had words several times with. Was it uh, Dylan Shields? I think it was Dylan Shields. Mm. I can't remember. Um, no, no, sorry. Um, who from the Bulldogs? Oh, that Liberatore. Oh, Even right. Libbers were having uh, back and forth a lot. And they kept showing uh, old Tony in the crowd. And I thought, yeah. <laughs> he's just scratching and itching to get out yep. there. <laughs> he would have loved it. Um, it was beautiful scenes after the siren, though. They showed every Bulldogs fan they could find yeah. with a name, you know. And uh, Bob Murphy was on the on the deck, you know, yeah, in, in, in tears. And How can you not feel for Bob Murphy? Seriously. Poor bastard. Yeah, you got to give him something, don't you? Just, just uh, if, you, if you're up by 40. Yeah. The last last quarter, stick him out there. Bring the subvest yeah. back on. Give him a runner. Who's going to complain? Seriously, whoever does, you find out who the biggest cunt in your group is. It's the one to complain about that. Actually, with uh, Heath Shaw's handball long goal from fifty, he's equaled his season best since uh, two thousand twelve. Of one with one. Yep. Well done. <laughs> well, how many goals he kicked in his career? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm. His his best year was two thousand six and two thousand twelve with nine. Um, I tell you what though. When Jordan Ruffett, it's going to be very interesting to yeah. see how he pulls up. Because oh, they yeah. said bleeding in the eye or, or some shit like that. Some of that, yeah. Because um, uh, he's playing a blinder. Uh, yeah. But, oh. And he's been essential, especially against um, GOS, uh, where you got Mumford. 
Yeah, um, and that was you know where their uh, the weak spot for uh, the Bulldogs was in the ruck. Yeah, they lost their makeshift ruckman. Yep, um, and they managed to not win the rucks, but they certainly levelled it out. Yeah, well, I wouldn't put a pass in just to stick a patch over it. <laughs> yeah. out there. You know, you get the Joel Selwood uh, tape tape band yep. around the forehead, just yep. lower it a bit to turn on an angle, and away you go. Um, they did unbelievably well. And uh, how was the uh, knockout flying knee to Callum Ward? Oh, Jeez, yeah. it got him sweet. Player of the day oh. as well. That could have just won the game for him, to be honest. I mean, uh, if, if you're going to look at who whose loss was bigger, Callum Ward or Roughhead, I well, have to say Ward. <laughs> I think Ward as a player, but Roughhead uh, structurally yeah. was a bigger loss. Um, so call that a wash there. How was little Caleb Daniel in the second half? First half, I didn't see him, I don't think. Yeah, he, it was one he tried to bloody take marks and stuff like that. I thought, geez, mate, you, your job <laughs> isn't to take that mark, but it is to make a contest, and that's mm. what he did. Yeah. He ended up bobbing up with 24 possessions, which is, you know, 14 of being kicks. It's pretty well done. Again, was he a runner-up in the... In this year's, yeah. Rising star? You know what I'm saying? Keep an eye on him. But, Very I mean, the, the big story for the Bulldogs was the Bont all night. I mean, he's a bona fide yep. superstar. Back in blue shoes too, I noticed. Yeah. Yep. So it could be something to that. If, I don't know. If the uh, Bulldogs get up on uh, on Saturday, like he's a, a mott for the Norm Smith. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I wonder how he goes in the Brownlow medal tomorrow night because he, he could be a deserving, uh, the most deserving winner that doesn't win it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, um, yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll go on to just uh, some grand final predictions first and we'll move on to the Brownlow. So, uh, what are we seeing on Saturday? Well, I think over the last couple of weeks, I've made it evident clear I know fuck all about what's going to happen. So <laughs> I, I picked Gina West in a landslide, and I think I might have picked the Hawks over Geelong. So. Yep, and I picked the Eagles before that. So nothing in me can go for Sydney. So I'm going for the Bulldogs for sure. <laughs> even if they, even if I thought they wouldn't win, I still wouldn't say it. Well, you look at you know in, every in Bulldog of... supporter is going, you can't. <laughs> You look at all the reasons why Sydney should win, and there's a lot of them. Like yep. their midfield is ridiculously good. They've got Buddy Franklin up forward. Yep. Uh, they've actually got people who can ruck. Yep. Um, but the Bulldogs just se- seem to find a way. Yeah. There's someone else bobbing up. So probably more on um, hope than actual yep. fact. I'm going for the Bulldogs. I think everybody's going for the Bulldogs. Yep. But I'm not picking them. I'm like Sydney are just too good. I'll yeah. put a dollar on the dogs. I just can't bring myself to pick Sydney. Just even say the words. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, the, the genuine class they have in the midfield, I mean, the easy bet you can have all day is Sydney to win, Joey Kennedy to get the Norm Smith. Yeah. Um, I think that that's the bet that most people are going to go with. Yep. But like I said, I, I tipped them to get, uh, I tipped the Bulldogs to get flogged by West Coast. I thought Hawthorne were just going to be too good. Yeah. I thought GWS did everything the Bulldogs did except better. I yep. thought that one wasn't going to be close either. Um, this yep. is Leicester City. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> they just keep on going through. If if it was a Hollywood scriptwriter, you yeah. go, eh, come on, guys, yeah, yeah. fair enough. And I mean, it could have been half a footscray bet on them too, because yeah. they might have game like that. But it, so I was thinking, you know, it's the the big grand final, um, and you got to do the pre match stuff and all that kind of stuff, and you know, get them all g'd up. Yeah. Of like the Bulldogs, obviously they've got the banner sorted. Yeah. But I thought I'll do a little bit of work for it. Right. I thought you know when uh, they take the cameras down into the under the dugout. And they show the the team coming up, and yeah, right. uh, the pre match stuff. You know, they play different songs and stuff like that. Like I think Richmond play "Welcome to the Jungle" yeah, yeah, until yeah. they kick into the theme song yeah. to the actual. Not all of them beat drums or do some shit. This way, way out of time and never syncs up. Oh no, they they have the fucking players singing the preamble. Oh no, yeah, that's, fucking... that's um, Tim. What's his face from 
Oh, from your MI. Yeah, from your yeah. MI. Is it really? Yeah. Sounds shit. Shit, yeah. Well, I actually really like it. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, you're the you're the audience for it. Yeah, you know, you're, you're their target market, true. so that's fine. Um, obviously, Port Adelaide do you know never tear us apart afterwards before the first bounce, and yeah. you know call it cheesy, whatever. They love it. Um, Hawthorne do um, Wolf Mother. You woman, know, woman, a Joker and the Thief. Joker and the Thief, of right. course. Yeah. So I did a little bit of work, and I thought you know the way the Bulldogs are going. Um, this is what they go. Just imagine it. You know, you go down. Just not who let the dogs out. You go down into the into the race. Yep. You see Eastern Wood, the Bont, they're coming up. And then it starts to play. <laughs> Can you see it? I mean, that's the story of this year for them. It is, yeah. And then... Straight into it. How would you be with it? Go with it. Yeah, I think you'd... The hardest part would be keeping Tony Libertori off the field. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be scratching and punching everyone out there. I tell you, that, that'd make you want to run out there. But, Actually, it know, wouldn't surprise just... me at all to see Tony Libertore in the stands on grand final day, rip off the shirt WWE <laughs> style to show the old school Footscray Goons and run out on the field. Runs out, left hooks the banner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I thought, I've got to be fair though. If I'm going to do Bulldogs, I've got to do Sydney. So I did, uh, I did one for Sydney as well. <laughs> yep, fair enough. That works. <laughs> and then straight into it, eh? But you see, like, uh, that could get confusing because Tom Boyd, he could, he might actually walk up the wrong race. Because, you know, you got two Bondi, you got the two millionaires over there and one over here that you go, all right. So I thought, all right, that's a bit unfair. So I did a third one, uh, a second one for Sydney. Um, this one you might not recognise, or it might be just in the back of your mind there. Just so Tom Boyd doesn't get uh, confused. <laughs> Do you recognise it? In a minute. Here it comes. Hey, always perfect. <laughs> Bit of an old school one there. I thought it's the last year they've got the cola, so you may as well make the most of it. Exactly, and I mean, where are they going to stick that cola money after Sydney are done? Where's that going to? What's that earmarked for? Uh, Academy. I don't know. It's, it's the other easy Tasmania? joke. Tasmania. I don't know. Well, definitely not Brisbane or Queensland. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, they're just going to waste it. The banner on uh, was it Friday, Saturday night? S- Saturday night was another interesting thing. Twilight. Be good if we get Danny back on the show, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, though. So he wasn't impressed with how we ran things. Well, anyway. we, we pretty much did fuck up every aspect of that podcast. <laughs> I don't think we could have fucked it up more. Oh, well. Oh, he was good. Hey, hey, the chicken wings were good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's about that, it. It went downhill very quick after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although well, ah, well. he has given us a, a new uh, sound test, but uh, we'll keep that amongst ourselves. Um, yeah. <laughs> He, uh, he was on form again today with the VFL grand final. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Footscray got up. So That's right. Lynn John also, again, we're talking about the fucking magic spray. He broke his collarbone two weeks ago. Yep. Now he's getting best on ground in the VFL grand final. Yeah. It's bullshit. And I mean, Nyago Mira has got to be going, hang on, hang on. We haven't gone to Western Bulldogs. <laughs> Can I get some of this? <laughs> I need to go to the Swans or Bulldogs on the way. Let's say, when you're, uh, you've got Dumbledore as your medico. <laughs> Um, anyway, so Brownlow Medal, um, we spoke briefly about. That's on, uh, we're recording this on Sunday night, so that's on tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, is there any reason Dangerfield's not going to win it? Oh, look, Boomer in his last season, I reckon he'll vote well. <laughs> uh, now, seriously, he could get the most votes for uh, for North Melbourne. Yeah. I think Todd Goldstein's got that stitched. You really? But, um, 
I'll tell you what, there's a nice bet there for Boomer. Yeah, I reckon. I Goldstein's reckon. not going to get that many. Oh, in the first nine rounds, he'd probably vote in about yeah. five or six of them. Yeah, that's true. But after that, probably going to be tough because he was carrying a lot of niggles for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, half of them were from his uh, wife. But um, looking at uh, Brownlow uh, odds, Dangerfield's at $1. sixteen, which is, you know... That's stupid. I think yep. most of the online bookies do their usual and pay out early. Yeah. And they um, paid out early on Dangerfield. Well, the next one is Dusty Martin at 15s. So that shows you Dusty where the Martin's money's going. Dusty Martin's never winning a Brownlow medal. We can all agree on that. <laughs> Not when it's voted by the umps. No, exactly. <laughs> it's it's uh, going to be an interesting night. There's, I'm glad that uh, Geelong are out for one reason, because I'd go for Hawthorne. Yeah. Uh, but another, it means we can see Dangerfield at his best. Yep. On, yeah. On the source when yep. he's up there. Yep. Um, and that Fife might actually make the trip over to present the medal too. Oh yeah, because uh, obviously uh, Prittis couldn't do it last year because yeah. West Coast were in the in the final, so I mean, Gaz had to do it again. But Nat Fire's probably got a few minis hooked up too. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe one of these over. I'm sure we can start those rumours. Well, and we do, and we will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Brownlow. I mean, it's hard to look past Dangerfield, but there are ones like Bontempelli, who's been the consistent player through the Bulldogs. Um, apart from that, yeah, it's hard to really say. It's hard to say. Um, It'll be one of the biggest shocks, I think. If, yeah, if he doesn't well, get it. Bonds at 21, which, you know, I can't see him winning it. But uh, I think they pay uh, quarter odds for place bets. So that's really? probably a value there. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, I think he's going to find it hard, though. Yeah. Um, even though the Bulldogs had plenty of good wins. I, I thought, especially in the first half, there was he was almost there. Yeah. But JJ was brilliant at yeah. times until yeah. he did his hammy. Eastern Wood as well was pretty, almost yeah. the sole reason for a couple of those wins with his work across the back line. So he took a great mark as well the weekend as well. He did, didn't he? Took it. He went too early. Yeah, yeah. And still took it in the fingertips. Yep. Um, it was brilliant to see. Um, yeah. So it was, uh, it's going to be an interesting night. I think it's hard to watch the old Brownlow. Yeah, that's it's, it. It's good to see the highlights from the year. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But some of the bullshit they go on. Yeah, and that's it. We had a few plans for it, and then at the end of it, we're like, you know what? Most people just do their own thing and just watch a little bit here and there. Got their own shit going on. So yeah. you watch it without paying attention. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't look past Dangerfield for the Brownlow, and I wouldn't expect money from Richmond to get there. Dusty might yeah. get 20 votes. That'll be about it. Well, who do you reckon is going to come in second and third? Because the, the smart money goes on Martin, Parker, Bontempelli, Hanabry. Well, I tip Parker from the get-go, and I think he's going to get a lot of votes early. But, yeah, um, yeah the three Swans midfielders in Hanabry, Kennedy, and uh, and Parker are going to be interesting. Um, mm. I think that's the hardest market, is who gets yeah. the most votes out of Sydney. Yep. But you can't discount some of the GWS players as well. I mean, I wouldn't bet on Mumford, but he has been instrumental. But yeah. you've always got Warden, you've got... Kinelio. Kinelio as well, yeah, you definitely. Trelaw will get a few. Yeah. Um, he'll get three votes nearly every time Collingwood wins. Trelaw had a, had a standout year, let's yeah. be honest. He was, I mean, imagine how shit Collingwood would have been if he yeah. didn't play. They'd pick him up. Think about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I think the other story of the night will be when Sammy Mitchell gets... I think he only needs... 11 votes or 12 votes really? you know, the most votes of all time right um, adjusted uh, yeah. which isn't a bad effort and it's funny we're talking about you know Joe Watson if he gets his Brownlow taken off him yep. then it goes to Koch and Mitchell it's almost weird that as a Hawthorne supporter I hope it doesn't happen yeah well I'm a Richmond supporter and I couldn't give a shit to be honest yeah. it doesn't mean anything to me but I think um, Sammy Mitchell being the most votes of all time and no medal yeah. It's kind of an awesome it's badge almost, of honor. It almost like deserves a medal in itself. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like everyone else, you know, there are, there's a Brownlow medalist every year. Yeah, yeah. But there's only one bloke who has the most yep. and no 
Yeah, it hasn't got the gong for it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's weird like that. Um, but uh, anyway, the other one is to be Dane Swan's last Brownlow medal appearance. So keep an eye on that one. Well, as a as a player, yeah, but player, uh, yeah. as a winner, he gets a invite every every year, which is great because he uh, released he did an article today in the Age about yep. ten steps to survive the Brownlow medal count. <laughs> as a player I'm sure he gets a step 2 then he's that fucking high on ecstasy he forgets about <laughs> steps 3 to 10 well he did say sneak some vodka in on, in your missus purse yeah I'm sure he's talking about vodka <laughs> <That's what's laughs> so I'm sure his missus is going to love the cavity search he gets on the way in this year <laughs> I was going to say anyone who's seen the cross at, at uh, Crown Palladium to Swanee with his um, sleeves rolled up sweating out of every pore <laughs> eyes the size of saucers not vodka champ that's not vodka <laughs> sitting across from Ed too exactly yeah. Ed turns a blind eye. I think he's very happy to. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure Ed wouldn't. Ed's, Ed's probably selling the shit. Let's be honest. He <laughs> <laughs> still knows people in Broadmeadows. Yeah, you could take the boy out of Broady. Yep, <laughs> and the money out of Broady, and just fucking move <laughs> to the city. Uh, it'll be uh, fun to see. Though, who do you think uh, is there going to be any? If there is a dark horse, the dark horse. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there will be a dark horse, but you'd have to think. Maybe someone like Armitage from the Saints. Yeah, or Luke Shuey. Yeah, Luke Shuey, Lockie, Lockie Neal, he got the most, uh, what do you get, the most possessions for the year. Yeah. But, you know, what yeah. a Freo win three games exactly, or four. Exactly, yeah, makes it a bit hard. Makes it a bit hard. Yeah, but Saints had some close games, had some shit ones where Armitage still played well, though. Yeah. Picked up uh, 40 possession games. Here and there. Here and there, yeah. More regular than would have expected him to, you know, losing sides. But, yeah, it's hard to go past the same old that's at the top of the betting list there. Yeah. And especially when the Dangerfields before, he's had quiet years. Yeah. And he'd pop up for 20 votes. You're like, holy fuck, how do you do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to throw accusations, but umpires love Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of essay bias. They've only got one Brownlow medal in South Australia, haven't they? No. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. couple of Norm Smiths, but uh, no other Brownlow, as far as I remember. Yeah. I was just trying to think. Obviously, Wanganine won one, but he won it at Essendon. Yeah. Uh, and didn't McLeod win one? No, he won no, two normies. Really? Back-to-back Norm Smiths. Oh, yep. someone wasn't doing the job then. Yeah. You certainly deserved one. Or well, see, it's because they can't get Rusciuto in the voting panel <laughs> yeah. for the umpires. <laughs> we still be doing bingo down at fucking the armour. <laughs> Imagine him as an ump. It'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> you couldn't take that voice Free kick, guys! <laughs> exactly. Mind, mind you, you wouldn't argue too hard with him. <laughs> it was not. Fucking was, or I'll yeah. fucking go you. <laughs> Big spin kick coming out. <laughs> you going to recall that bounce? You fucking go get it yourself, mate. Well, that's one one funny thing is that being in Melbourne now and hearing lots about the Sydney teams and the history, history of Melbourne teams, a lot of people forget how good the Adelaide team was and the talent they had in that squad with um, Rashudo and uh, fucking Bungie, Benji, fucking... Bungie, yeah, Andy, yeah. Andy McLeod. Andy McLeod. Um, he's had Darren Jarman in there too. Jarman was a freak of those grandfathers. Yeah, I remember... I had a, a bit of work one time at the distributor for Adidas clothes. Yep. And they had bronzed the shoes that he wore in that grand final. Really? Like, literally dipped in bronze, yeah. <laughs> solid metal, yeah. and uh, they kept them. I don't know how the fuck they got them. They probably raided from the, <laughs> yeah. from the uh, locker. But uh, yeah, apparently they're legit the pair that he wore. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Might have been a bit like Wanganine's Guernsey, the Premiership Guernsey, you know? Yeah. The one that got nicked from him? Yep. <laughs> Might have done the same bloke. <laughs> yeah. Every year he just goes in the grand final and takes his own souvenir. Well, the bloke who ran that place was a former Olympic hurdler, so maybe so. Oh, I was going to say, you can't fucking catch him. Speaking he, of good souvenirs. Might have gained about 80 kilos since then. Yeah. Speaking of good souvenirs, I was looking on Reddit today and they had a, uh, was on the AFL one, just on random, 
Um, a billionaire in Brazil bought Ayrton Senna's yeah. Lotus. Yes. Stuck it to the ceiling of his um, top floor apartment. Mm, right. <laughs> so there's a picture of Ayrton Senna's Lotus on a crane. He lifted up the outside of the building and it shows inside. It's got like his helmets in there. And just, yeah, F1 car stuck so, to the ceiling. When you say stuck to the ceiling, do you mean wheels upside down? Yeah, yeah. yeah. wheels upside down above a lounge. So you're sitting underneath it. And I'm like, I mean, I'm sure Brazil's like quite prosperous in some areas, but I wouldn't trust their building codes for fucking nothing. So. <laughs> but I mean, when it comes to billionaires, there's fuck you money and then there's fuck everyone yeah. money. Yeah, that's exactly what I was watching. I'm like, fucking what a wanker. I would totally do that. Of course you would. <laughs> but that's the thing, like uh, with Brazil, because there's such a a small gap between rich and poor in terms of geography. You know, they would have had to drive that Lotus. It was uncovered. And yeah. everyone recognizes that car. It's the black yep. paint job with the gold detail. Yeah. Everyone who has even remotely uh, watched motorsport knows that that's Ayrton Senna's car. Yeah. They would have been watching that go by going, that just, that just fucking, that, did that go, was that, was that, was that, fuck. Exactly, yeah. So there would have been a crowd following that truck. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we've been a couple of people lying it off. All right, how do we get it? Reminds <laughs> me, years and years ago, there was uh, Barry Breen's premiership Guernsey for St. Kilda was uh, auctioned off. Yeah. And I remember, obviously, I think the Gudensky or whatever his name from Mushroom uh, Records. Kudensky. Michael Kudensky. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah. Is the promoter in Australia? Yeah. Kudinsky? Mushroom Records. I can't remember yeah. what records, but he does all the promotions. Yeah, the it's stars, probably yeah. him then. Oh, Massive yeah. Saints guy, and he ended up buying it for think, fuck knows how much. I think I might have a story about him in a gambling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, some poor bloke who obviously was, you know, 10 times <laughs> underneath the maximum. Yep. Uh, he got his permission. He went up with a piece of sticky tape, put it on the Guernsey and pulled it off just so he had some fibers. Really? Wow. I'm like, good on your chair. That's a real... <laughs> How could you say no yeah. if somebody's come up and said that? Well, every time I dealt with Kaditsky, he's actually a really good bloke. He's a nice guy. He's always very friendly, very personable, and he had, didn't have you know, didn't have to be, but he yeah. was, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of the Guernseys that went missing, well, who was the North Melbourne one this year? That Peter op- Jacobs. Peter Jacobs auctioned off a Guernsey to, um, to who was it, a fan or something like that? Um, I think it sold for a couple hundred bucks. And then when it went when time to send it out, Goons gone missing. <laughs> they were trying to figure out what happened to it. He just decided to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Just, yeah, no, nah, I want to keep this one. It was for um for one of their big wins or one of the games that turned out to be quite a sniffing game. Right. Whatever it was though, but um yeah. A bit of memorabilia stories. We remember seeing that pop up in Reddit and the, the conversation was that uh North Melbourne were pushing it back to the promo uh company, whoever that was. Yeah. And the promo company's like, No, nothing to do with us, pushed it back him. Which, to be honest, North Melbourne didn't handle that well. If you're selling a, a match day Guernsey, you should be like, look, it's on us. We'll chase it down for you. But, uh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it certainly put me off uh, bidding on any match day Guernsey. <laughs> so North Melbourne have done well with dealing with relics this year, then, haven't they? <laughs> you say, oh, well, I think the old girl got her Glen Archer Guernsey, so they know where they're getting that back. Speaking of, that's going to be our uh, mission this off-season, is to try and get uh, Dad's footy. Because uh, uh, old oh, man's yeah, a, a Tiger supporter, and he's got a ball that was used in the grand final in 1980. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, the story's good. But if you get it authenticated by the club, that'd be amazing. Exactly. Actually, I was having this conversation on the Reddit board, going back to North Relics. Um, Spud uh, Ferrito, War Number Eleven, uh, handed down from Archer, and he's gone now. So the question was, who gets it uh, going forward? Yeah. Who, who puts their hand up to take on the sticks? Shit, I don't know. This is your team. <laughs> well. <laughs> Honestly, I I would love Zebel to get it and yeah, the captaincy. But Zebel's been there to long enough to create his own yeah. um, legacy, if you yeah. like. So somebody else to go. You know what? You're the next one. 
Because yeah. how long, like, how many games did Frito played, or how many seasons before he got number eleven? Like, Quite, he only wore it for a few years. Like, oh, really, it was late in his career yeah. where he got handed over. Okay, so there's, there is that kind of precedent. But to be honest, I don't think they've got a suitable candidate that deserves taking over that number. If you're going well, to look at the, the issue of that, jersey. only ones that come to mind are Zebel and Cunnington. Yeah, they're yeah, the ones, but... Still nothing special. Like, Siebel, yeah, I mean, a bit injured. Um, to be honest, he's a bit soft sometimes, so I wouldn't put him number 11, but... Ah, he's never soft. He, uh, he's good. Cunnington's a cunt, know. so that's Cunnington what... Cunnington is, yeah, but not Siebel. Like. I think Siebel's, yeah. No, I've seen him take a few backward steps. See... <laughs> <laughs> See, definitely not Swallow. He's not that kind of yeah. player. No, he, he, I like but, Swallow, don't get me wrong. I don't... From the outside watching in, he doesn't look like an on-field leader no. as much as Siebel does. Well... What about somebody like Jed Anderson? But he has—he's—he didn't start yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But he—he's got that edge to him. Like yeah. that bump on Rewalt, yeah. we got reported for, which yeah. was bullshit. Yeah, it was. That was beautiful. Yeah. We were right in front of that, weren't we? Yeah. But he spuds it up a lot too. I mean, Luke McDonald is probably the the one that's the shinbone of heritage, but yeah. he's not—he uh, doesn't influence a game like Archer. Did. Yeah, mind you, neither did Frito, but he was the. His Frito's effort exceeded his ability. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you just give it back to Glenn Archer, and you say, "All right, when you think someone's ready, you give it to you them." It and up. well, he's got a few kids coming through. But let's be honest; no one's going to say no if he goes, "Mate, you're wearing a Guernsey." Well, <laughs> do they do they also rest the 29 Guernsey then? Yeah, uh, for just, a season or two. Well, it's a question. You look at all the the lockers they've got. And uh, 29 doesn't have many names on it. No. And, and let's be honest, there's still plenty of room from the rafters of the Coventry end to hang some shit from. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be interesting too if uh, if the Bulldogs get up on Saturday. It's the first Eddie had team to win a grand final since 2000, which is the first year of Eddie Yeah, Hatt. yeah. Mm. So, uh, yeah, not much luck. Colonial Stadium came out as, wasn't it? Yeah. Still got the commemorative pins. <laughs> yeah, we did. Year. All that kind of stuff. Back to back to the merch. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be interesting to see um, an actual legit flag hanging from Eddie Hatt Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they've got a few there. Yeah. Um, all right, that might wrap us up for grand final week. Um, yep. So as we uh, venture into the long summer. Yeah, so I expect to see everyone there Friday for the parade. Being a public holiday. Public holiday, you will... It's funny, the only people that go to the, the grand final parade are tourists. No one in Melbourne makes up to go to a parade, do they? I think not, you, not you... there to get a public holiday. If it was, if I was working uh, in the city and the parade was on, I'd absolutely say, oh, boss, I'm just going to check out the parade. <laughs> yeah, you, you nick down for a half hour. Yeah, yeah. I've never been... We, we, we went in 1993. Yeah. But, yeah, not since we lived here. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. It's like, going, getting in and out of the city at the, at the best times is useless because yeah. Melbourne drivers are shit and the traffic <laughs> sucks. But, you know, the, the real sad story is uh, Sammy Mitchell's kids. They've got to go oh, say, yeah. Dad, the parade's on. Why aren't we there? <laughs> yeah. He's got to break it to them. Because they, they don't know any different. They've yeah. been there every year. <laughs> Where's my car? <laughs> <laughs> why, why are we doing it today, Dad? He's like, well... Because your old man was a bit shit. Go speak to Isaac Smith. Go speak to him. He can fucking explain it to you. Well, son, because you're longer cunts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> I would love to see Sam Mitchell say that. Just like, Isaac? You explain it. You're fucking explaining <laughs> yeah. this shit to my kids. <laughs> You're babysitting them for the day. you got to put up with the questions. 
<laughs> or, or maybe they go all out and just go, no, we drive around to Birong Mar or something, <laughs> get in a couple of Toyota Camrys and just we'll have oh, our own parade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that'll do us for this week. Uh, yep. Clickingballs.com. Oy, oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, I've been to that website. <laughs> Clicking balls coming. Not good. And Not good at all. Completely safe for work. Definitely editing that out. Uh, that'll do us for this week. Clickingballs.com. Say hello to us on Facebook or on uh, SoundCloud. And yeah, again, thanks to everyone from Reddit that's called in. And hopefully you've stuck around for a second week. Yeah. Cheers and enjoy the grand final. Bye. Peace. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.